Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Alongside Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast brought to you by Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And I wanted to get out, well, we wanted to get out a quick Game 7 preview for the two Game 7s that are coming up in the NBA Conference Semifinals. First at 3.30 Eastern Time, Nuggets hosting the Blazers with Denver a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And then the primetime Game 7 o'clock Eastern Time, which might overlap with their Game of Thrones, but the Raptors hosting the Sixers, Toronto six-and-a-half-point favorites. Brandon? Before we get into these two games, were you on the correct side of Friday night's Warriors-Rockets game like I was and like I was begging everyone to be? The fact that the Warriors were seven to seven and a half point dogs, incredibly insulting. No, I went to Jamestown with James Jones and drank the Rockets Kool-Aid. So that's where I was. <laughs> Come on. You know, with the whole seven, congregation. Seven? I just, I, listen, I just, you know, I'm up five going in the fourth, feeling pretty good about myself. And then... Mike D'Antoni in Houston just he got out coached again. I mean, in that that up five start of the fourth quarter, you have to have your best lineup in the game, regardless of how tired they are. Then you had a Warriors team that was tired, and you allowed Steph to get off, and now you got to go home for the holidays again, home for the summer again, as they say on TNT, grab your fishing poles again. And as the owner of the Rockets said, it's flat out embarrassing that you take away 34 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks, eight assists out of your lineup, and you still get punked in the fourth quarter. I credit Golden State. I credit Clay for hitting the shots he hit. I credit Steph for having the second half he had. Yeah, he buried me. He absolutely buried me in game mm. three when he couldn't mm. make a layup and tried to dunk it. And, yeah, I probably should have been on Golden State last night, and then I would be praising Steph's name. But at the end of the day, I'm not. Congrats. But this is – Houston will never, ever have another chance to beat Golden State in that situation. And once again, as the Oklahoma City Thunder have shown you, we let James Harden get away because James Harden will never be a big-time winner. Thank you. End of story. Thank you. Life goes on. Thank you. For hey, all bitch. The chirping, hey, bitch. Shave the beard, bitch. For, okay. for all the chirping that they did last year, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, we would have won. We should have won the NBA title. Well, now the roles were reversed. Kevin Durant, the best player on the planet, was not yep. there. And on your home floor, you get yep. dogged like that? Yep. Man, this team is so fraudulent. I'm so tired of everybody yep. giving the Rockets and James Harden credit. Please, goodbye, Get your fishing pole, like you said. See you later. All right, Brandon. Two game sevens on Sunday. Denver hosting Portland. The Blazers went in there, and they won a game earlier in this series. How do they do it again, or can they do it again at all? I tell you what, it's going to be interesting to me. That 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 that's the wild card game because I think if you if you and we'll get more into Philadelphia and Toronto in a minute, but. It just feels like Toronto's the right side of that game, and you force Philly to show you they can do something that 
um, they haven't been able to do. And that's, that's, you know, play really good basketball in Toronto. They didn't game two, but game five was an embarrassment to Philadelphia. Um, and Toronto just didn't show up in game six. I think Toronto's the right side. We'll break that down more. This is the wild card to me because if, if Dillard gets hot, um, you know, if, 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 if our boy Dillard Lillard, Damian Lillard gets hot, um, Portland's going to be in this basketball game. But at the end of the day, I, I don't know what the right side of this game is simply because of how flip-flop the series has been. But this is Denver that's got the best home record in, in the NBA. Now, they squandered an 18-point lead in Game 7 against San Antonio and didn't cover the same type of number. Do you trust them in this Game 7 to learn from that and execute? To me, this game confuses me. What say you? I just think that this is a Game 7 situation where you know both teams are going to be tight. You know that Portland has the ability to win in Denver. And you mentioned the X factors, Damian Lillard. If he takes over the game, Portland could very well win this outright. I think five and a half is too much. I like Denver to win this game if I was willing to weigh the money line, which is just, to me, makes no sense to risk, risk that much juice. But I just don't feel comfortable with a five and a half point spread. I think this is maybe a two to three point game. I think this is a close game coming down to the final two minutes and whichever team might have the ball last is going to be the winner. I think five and a half is too much. I'm going to go with the Blazers. Yeah. The key to the key to the game for me is Rodney hood. If Rodney hood has the 25 off the bench last time. Yep. And people tend to forget this is a, this is a dookie. This is, this is a, a Duke Blue Devil. This is one of the many in the in Mike Krzyzewski lineage that just got lost in the shuffle. And all of a sudden he pops up. Oh, wait a minute. What college did Rodney Hood go to? With the Duke. Mm-hmm. They don't recruit losers. So if he shows up, because they're going to need every bit of him to get to double digits. Because McCallum and, and, and Damian Lillard can only take you so far. If Hood doesn't go off for at least double digits, I, I do believe Portland could, could be in trouble here. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with this game. I wish I could tell you what I think the right side is. I will tell you this, that posted total of two twelve looks very enticing to me. Mm. Um, game seven in that altitude on the road. Um, both teams going to be very, very tight. And you look at the games in this series that they've gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, they have played four straight overs and five of the six games in this series has gone over the one game that didn't game to 97 90. I just get the feeling this game goes under the 212. That's interesting. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with what I said about the game seven atmosphere. Now you want to bring up the altitude and, and reference that second game. How about this? And, and this is kind of like an indicator. First half total was only one Oh four. So, they are projecting more points in the second half. I kind of like under in the first half. I can see this going as a 50-49 half, 48-47 half. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. That's why you had Golden State last night on Friday night. And uh, you are you are who we say you are. I'm learning from the I'm learning from the best. What can Phoenix, I say? Phoenix Cardinals. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, whatever the hell they are. <laughs> now let's go to Toronto, Philadelphia. Scott, break it down for us. I, I think that what we saw from Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons in game six 
is kind of encouraging if you're a 76ers fan, but I don't know if I can trust them to duplicate that performance a second game in a row. They have been so consistently inconsistent this postseason that I tend to lean towards Toronto, and I think that Kawhi Leonard has a monster effort, a 30-point-plus effort, if you're looking at player props. And I would go with Toronto to win this. Six and a half is a high line, but I think it's high for a reason. I don't know how comfortable I am doing this, but I think Toronto wins this game, and I actually think they win it rather easily. Yeah, you got sixty percent of the sixty uh, percent of the public's on the the side Philadelphia. Sixty seven percent of your money is on Philadelphia in this game. Quickly go back to Portland, Denver. Sixty seven percent of the public money is on the Denver side. Ninety percent uh, of the public money is on Denver money. So it's uh, it, it certainly is good to be against the public. I, I tend to agree with you. I will force Philadelphia to do something that they failed miserably in game four at home. They failed miserably in game five on the road. And when they came back home, Toronto just looked like they didn't care. Toronto's like, you know what? We'll let you have one because we get you back in our building for game seven. We're going to do what we did in, in, in basically three of our victories. We have blown you out. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. there's been one I, I close believe- game. There's been five points was the closest game in this series. And that was, what was that? That was the game that was that was in Philadelphia. That was uh, game four. No, yeah, game, game four in Philadelphia when Embiid, Embiid had eight points for the game. Then it came out afterwards he was a little sick. Yep. And then the next thing you know, two days later, listen, I don't know what kind of antibiotics or medicine that they got Embiid from, you know, game four at home, game five on the road, and then game six, he looked like Will Chamberlain. I don't know what antibiotic find out from whatever drug company they drugged him up (laughs) to get him and within a six-day period the difference between what we saw in game six and what we saw in games four and five i agree with you i do think toronto wins this game easily and uh the home court's a big plus for toronto and quiet now you're gonna watch that game or you're gonna watch game of thrones and dvr the game because i don't know how you're gonna handle this i never watched game of thrones not once it's sort of like Breaking Bad. I never watched Breaking Bad. And then somebody said, just watch the pilot. I don't even know who you are right now. Two hours ago, I watched the pilot of Game of Thrones. I can't believe they pushed the little kid out the <laughs> way. First of all, I can't believe the brother and sister are having sex upstairs. She's hot, by the way. I can't believe that happened. Then the little Bro, boy crawls up the side so of the castle. Watch. And then he gets pushed down. He's paralyzed. That, that's not it. And then right before we did this podcast, the scene where the guy breaks in to kill the little boy, the mom grabs the knife with her hands, and then the wolf dog rips the guy's throat apart and kills him. You have so much. to Now, listen, all I will say is enjoy the journey and pay attention because everything that you saw is extremely relevant down the road. And that's what I will leave you with. That's what I will leave you with. I'll I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, bud. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Don't forget, head to brandonlang.com. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to new episodes of The Sharp Edge, brought to you by Believe, B-L-E-A-V.com. We'll be back with another episode before the NBA Conference Finals begin, so be on the alert for that. Until then, good luck.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.